Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 364 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. Today's episode is a two-part episode, but both parts are in the same episode. So in today's episode, I will be recapping my most recent volleyball tournament, and I recorded half of the episode before the tournament, and then the second half of the episode after the tournament. So you get to hear my thoughts going into it. And then you get to hear a recap. You get to hear my reflections. And you get to hear a nice review of the whole thing and the lessons that I took away from it. There is a lot of volleyball talk, but I think you're still going to like it. All this and more. But first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two... Hello, friends, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. So today, I am doing this a little bit differently. I usually record this podcast on either Saturday or Sunday, and then the episode goes out uh, on Thursday. Today is Saturday, and I have my first CBVA tournament tomorrow, Sunday, And so what I'm going to do for this episode is record half of it today on Saturday and then record the second half either tomorrow after the tournament, depending on how it goes, uh, how tired I am, or Monday. So I'm going to kind of split this and record part of it and then record the second half after the big event. And why am I doing this? Well, for one thing, uh, I've talked about this you know, ad nauseum, those Winnie Lingovic's three C's of content creation, right? Collect the dots, connect the dots, communicate the picture. Uh, And so I'm going to, collecting the dots here, I'm using my life and and volleyball. And I've also talked about how if you want to never run out of ideas, one of the best things to do is whenever you get an idea, get it out, right? So you have to create space for more things to fill in. And I know for me personally, if I have an idea about doing something, I have to make that real. I got to make that podcast. And so when I was thinking about what episode to write today or to write to make today, I was like, it kept popping into my head, like do something about the volleyball tournament, do something about the volleyball tournament. And maybe part of that is because I feel like I have cotton in my brain. I, I just launched the intensive last week and I was writing a ton. Shout out to any of you who are on my email list and received all of those emails and read all of those emails. My opening rates were incredible. You folks are just, I mean, I'll be completely transparent. My opening rates were 50% for, I sent an email every day last week and the opening rate stayed at 50%. I got some unsubscribes to be expected, but dude, 50% sending long ass emails every day. Y'all are fucking amazing. If you're not on my email list and you want to be on it, Courtney, thank you. We'll drop the link in the show notes and you can check that out. But uh, you know, I had a little bit of cotton, cotton brain. And so, uh, you know, I was having a tough time coming up with an idea that necessarily wanted to teach anything. And so I was like, let me just make this about volleyball. And I think, you know, in just saying right there, I didn't want to teach something. 
my whole shtick is not just building and creating your best life, but actually living it. And sometimes I feel that being that, you know, we live in the information age, it can be very easy to slide into just content consumption. And we're just learning, 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 learning. And we're just building, 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 building our best lives and never actually living them. And so that that's also part of the reason that I think I signed up for the tournament is that I do I take classes on 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 uh, Sunday. I play with the mom squad on, on Monday and Friday, which is largely for fun. But there's definitely like I don't want to say that I'm asking myself why am I doing this because I'm enjoying doing it. But there's definitely a you're taking these classes, you're learning how to play volleyball. I'm not just playing. I'm literally learning the game. I'm learning strategy. I'm learning hand signals. I'm learning high percentage shots. I'm learning how to read players. I'm learning defensive strategy, which I love, by the way. Love defensive strategy. And I think part of me is like, let's go live it. Let's go put it into, into action and not just with the same people. Because for any of you that play sports, you know, when you play the same people, you get, you, you learn them. You learn those players and it's so fun to play with them. But the test comes when it's something new. And I think that kind of holds true for anything where if you can, just because you can do something in a closed system, in a closed environment, unless that, that, that thing, that approach holds true, like when the system's on fire, right? When the worst conditions, then we can't say that it's universally true. So I think that's where my head was at. And, you know, I wrote down some, some talking points for this episode. And one of them was like, why did I sign up? And quite frankly, I was thinking about doing some this summer. I, you know, I had done one in 2021, right? So I started playing in 2020. I believe I did one the next summer in 2021, right? When we were able to like, I'm trying to remember, COVID made things weird. Maybe it was, when the hell did I do it? Well, I did, yeah, it was 2021 with Maya. And then, because uh, things were open up again. And then I the season ended and I've been taking classes and then playing a ton. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm always, I was at the beach playing and uh, I was playing recently. We had actually two courts running, which is amazing. I mean, we had eight people, we had two courts running. It was great. And, and one of the women I played with Kristen, we played really well that day. And she was like, yo, you want to do the, the B that's coming up soon. And for those of you who don't know, volleyball tournaments have, have ratings and it's basically like the level of play. So the lowest level would be an unrated, which is what I did last time. And the next level up is a B, then an A, then like a double A, triple A, and like professionals. I don't know. The higher points, I don't know because I'm not near that. Uh, but there's the B coming up. And if you didn't know, uh, Manhattan Beach, which is the town over from me, which is where Jill lives, this is the home of beach volleyball. So there's a zillion courts there. This That's just south of it. It's Hermosa Beach and then Redondo Beach. And so between Manhattan and Hermosa, there's tons of tournaments. They have some up in kind of the Santa Monica area. It's a little farther. But this is like my backyard. So I was like, dude, yeah, like it was a no-brainer, like playing really well. Let's go test it. And so as I'm sitting here writing things out, writing out talking points, and right, one of them was, why did I sign up? I think part of it was that my partner asked, and I was like, yeah, i kind of been thinking about it. Anyway, and I want to win, right? Like I go into this and I'm not going to beat myself up. I will be upset if I don't play well, but yes, I am going in to win. And, you know, I think part of me is also looking to prove to myself what my current abilities are at. Like whether it's online business or sports, 
It's my belief that you are only as good as the results that you get. You may think you're the best, but if you don't get those results and you never test it, well, then you really can't say that you're the best. And it's really hard to believe that. Uh, my guy, Matt Hankster, I believe his name is actually Matt Hankin, but he goes by Hankster on, on Instagram. I know him from Brooklyn. I know him from, from CrossFit days. And he recently signed up for a jiu-jitsu tournament and he won his match and I was watching it. And uh, the the lead up, he, he posts it to his close friends. He posts, uh, you know, stories about training and what his thought process is and, and things like that. And one of the things he keeps talking about is, you know, in, in jiu-jitsu, they have a belt system. So they have a ranking system like other, like other sports. And he's like, the belt doesn't mean anything. Like some places you get a belt because you've gone there for so long until you roll with somebody. You can't say that you are that. Like they are, the rankings are irrelevant. And it really hit me. I was like, I agree. Like I don't have a ranking as it relates to volleyball, but to say that you, to, to know how good you are, you have to go and, and test yourself. And, you know, it's a cool thing to think about with, with school. Like when I, because I used the word test there and you can't cram for this shit, right? Which is also a very good thing. So I went out today and uh, actually funny story, the person who I'm supposed to play with tomorrow, she found out this morning that she has COVID. So I was supposed to go play, supposed to be four of us two of the other women that are in the tournament were just going to like get some reps with our partners because neither of us had necessarily played a ton with our partners, which is fine. And uh, I went downstairs to get in the car and I looked at my phone and I had 37 text messages and I was like, well, something happened. And uh, Kristen wasn't feeling great, took a test last night. It was negative, took a test this morning. It was positive. So I was like, well, let me scramble and find someone. And I had other people in mind who I wanted to play with and uh, Elisa came through and uh, she's very similar to me, super intense and, and strategic. And we were, you know, already had a call and talking about the weather and the, how the wind is supposed to be and how we like to play. And just, I, I'm really, really excited to, uh, to, to play with her. But the point of, of all of this being that you can't, uh, you can't know where you're at and truly, truly know in your heart until, for me anyway, I cannot know where I'm truly at until I test it and you can't cram for it so even though we had our sessions this morning like that's we would get a little bit of familiarity but we're not going to like radically change how we play we're not going to like learn something new and I had asked a few people my including my coach like you know any words of wisdom for this tournament and one of the things he said is like don't try new shit like don't try now's not the time to be testing things out you whatever you have going into this is what you have which I think is actually very cool like you just rest on the work that has been done and then you get to find out what do you need to work on more so uh, to me one of the coolest parts of, of doing anything is actually chasing mastery like being proficient in something is is dope and so Chasing mastery on top of a foundation of proficiency is awesome. Like when you're in the beginning, everything sucks. Like that's like not really that fun. Like if you can see like a glimmer of hope, then yeah, that becomes fun. Because I think that's how, that speaks to, you know, you have some of that proficiency. If you have no proficiency and you have no hope, like that doesn't sound fun to me at all. But if you have this, this level of, of proficiency, then you get glimmers, glimpses of potential and possibility and you can chase that i'm thinking like right now brian borstein keeps popping in my head and how you know his training age he's been lifting for like a zillion years and so he's going after these super small 
gains, these super small, you know, uh, facets of mastery, and you see, like you know, a single, single extra striation, and a single extra rep. These things that you get to chase at this point, I'm like, that's actually really cool to me. And I believe that the only way that you can figure out where those holes are, especially something like like a sport, is by testing it. So you can keep playing with the same people and keep doing the same things, and maybe you win. And you know, I spoke about this in past episodes as well, where if you want to get better you're going to have to change your definition of winning. So I want to win flat out tomorrow, objectively win, but I also will likely go in with other things that I want to be working on. And if I do those things, that is a win. Uh, so like when I'm playing with the moms, the same thing happens where you can get to a point where you're like, I just want to win. I want to win objectively on the scoreboard. So I'm going to sacrifice this technique. I'm going to sacrifice, you know, doing this thing in a better way that I can actually get me farther along because I want to win in the moment. When you put yourself in this new environment with new people, right, new atmosphere, the holes get exposed. And then it gets, you get the choice of, do I want to go back to the drawing board, aka class? And fill those holes and fill those gaps and work on those things, right? And really chase mastery built on top of this foundation of proficiency. So tomorrow is the day. I have no idea how many teams are in it. I have no idea how many pools there are. They didn't send the email out yet. All I know is that it starts at 9. And Elisa and I are going to show up and do simply what we can do. We cannot do more than the best that we can do. Uh, so I will cut this part of the episode here and then I will give you the recap either tomorrow or Monday, depending on how I feel. And uh, then you folks will be able to listen on Thursday. All right, folks, it is Monday and I am back from the tournament. And you know that phrase, you win some, you lose some. Well, in this case, we didn't win any of them. We lost all of them. But honestly, I am not mad. And so, you know, I, this is actually my second tournament ever. Uh, my first one was last year. And we did win some games that tournament. And I am exponentially happier this time, even though we lost some. So, in, I'm not sure if I even I told, said this in the first half of this episode, but uh, the first tournament I did was an unrated. This is a B, so it's the next level up. And actually, the team that came in second place was the team that won the unrated uh, last year. And I was like, oh, these are familiar faces. Uh, but I played so much better this time. This My understanding of the game, everything was different. And I 100% proved to myself that, yes... I should be here. We should be here. And uh, yeah, I, I am exceptionally happy about how it went. Uh, if you want to see two small clips, I put up a post yesterday. So today is Monday. When I recorded this, it was, uh, excuse me, when I put up the clip, it was yesterday. So Sunday, I put up a, a post on Instagram. So if you want to check that out, Courtney, thank you. You can check that out there. Uh, there's two little videos in there, and there's actually like a 50-second long video from myself and Elisa just kind of recapping things and, and talking about how it went. And we will definitely be doing more tournaments. And I don't know, kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm torn, but like I was supposed to play with that woman, Kristen, who got COVID, uh, but ended up playing with Elisa, who I've been wanting to play with. 
and you played really well. And one of the things that to me is important is staying with the same person. Just you get to know them. You get to know how you, uh, you, you know, there's only two people on the court. So getting to learn, to getting to learn how the other person plays is super, super important. Uh, and afterwards she was like, yo, you want to do more of these? And I was like, absolutely. I absolutely do. So some things that I learned from this and I, I sat before I, record this episode, which is largely why I'm recording it today, Monday, as opposed to yesterday, because I kind of wanted to reflect and think about the, you know, that three C's, collect, connect, and communicate. And in terms of communicating, I'm like, what is, is there a lesson that I want to communicate? There's always has to be a lesson. Does there always have to be a lesson? No. But in this case, I kind of wanted to tie it together and, and ask myself some questions about this. Like, why do I want to do more of these? And Part of the my understanding came from my, I spoke yesterday uh, afterwards. So many people came to watch and, you know, you, you folks sent me DMs and it was just a great fucking day, uh, even though we lost all three games and it was windy as fuck. I, I hate the wind, but also it's windy for everybody. I think it's especially windy for me, but it's, you know, it's especially, it's windy for everybody. And so that's one of the cool things with beach volleyball. So you switch every seven points. So, you know, the wind doesn't change directions that quickly. So both teams get that shittiness. It's not like, oh, well, you're on one side the whole time, and so you're getting it worse than the others. It's windy for everyone. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely a lesson to be taken from that. But uh, the, the thing that I'm going to be focusing on is kind of like why I want to do more of these. And as always, when I, when I teach stuff, when I talk about stuff, when I make stuff, create stuff, post stuff, record stuff, it's my goal that you and my hope that you take what serves you and leave the rest. I really never want to use that word should because that's terrible. That's a terrible word. What you should be doing and things like that, no. I'm going to tell you what has worked for me, what I've learned, what I'm adopting, what I'm following, what I'm doing, what I believe to be the most efficient way or the best way to do something. And then it's my goal that you take what serves you and you're like, fuck the rest. It doesn't fit me. It doesn't suit me. My life is different whatever. So I was speaking to my, my friend Laurel, who, funny story, I play volleyball with Laurel. I love Laurel. She is phenomenal at volleyball. She's played for years. And uh, the last time I used that quote of you win some, you lose some, or sometimes, you know, you lose all of them and you win none of them was after playing on a Saturday morning with Laurel and she aced me. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means when someone, it's when someone serves, and you don't even get a rally out of it. Like maybe you don't even hit it or you just shank it and they get the point immediately. So she aced me like 10 times in a row with a, she's a phenomenal line serve. And I was like, well, today is one of those days where you lose them all. You know, win none of them. But I still had so much fun that day as well because of the people I was surrounded with and, and you know, Laurel being one of them. So I was talking to Laurel yesterday. She texted me and she was like, how'd the tournament go? And I was like, well, we lost them all. But, you know, I really... I'm excited about it. I learned a lot and I really feel that I belong there. And, you know, for me, it was, was a win. And we'll chat, we'll talk about that a little bit of changing your definition of winning. But Laurel said uh, to me that she doesn't really like them. And I was like, I can totally understand that a hundred percent. And, and was, you know, to quote her, read exactly what she wrote. Uh, it's like playing with my people brings me so much joy. Why let some strangers two over you? and make you feel bad about yourself. So for those of you who don't understand volleyball, you get three hits per side, three touches per side on beach. Uh, a block counts as one touch. It's different for indoor. And typically, most teams will take, there's just like a rhythm to volleyball. You take three touches. The third one over is you know some sort of hit. 
uh, ideally if you're in system. What we see, especially the game is evolving in general, but what we see, especially in tournaments like this, is like you're only playing the team once and you got to win. And so you're doing whatever it takes to win within playing, you know, you're not cheating or anything like that, but you will break that rhythm. You will show a different offense. You will hit it over on two or over on one instead of taking all three touches because the goal is to win. And so, you know, if you're playing with your friends, oftentimes you're like, I want to, you know, rallies in general are really fun. But when you're playing with your friends, especially, you're like, you want long rallies. When you're playing in a tournament, having a long rally is really tiring. So you don't necessarily want that to happen. So things change. It's, it's a completely different rhythm. And it's the last part of the, her statement that I really want to want to harp on. And she said, why let some strangers two over you and make you feel bad about yourself? That is the, the key there. If some shit's going to make you feel bad about yourself and question your worth or value or anything like that, it is not for you. Don't do that shit. I, and I sat with this and I was like, that right there. Why am I doing more tournaments? Why did I sign up for this in the first place? And I know, I realized that for me personally, proving myself via competition matters to me. It always has. I don't really like playing board games because I'm not like to play. I'm like, I want to win. And people, you're at a party and people are like fucking talking and they're walking away and you're like, but it's your turn. It is your turn and you're leaving. And but this is, this is, but this is frustrating for me. So you have to know yourself. It always comes down to that self awareness. And for me, proving myself and learning things via competition matters. Right? And so it, it, to me, I sat with this for a while because I also have some clients right now dealing with some comparisonitis. And I actually wrote a long email uh, earlier last week about comparisonitis. And uh, there is a difference between comparisonitis and competition. Right? Competition is intentional. And yes, you're going to compare yourself. That is the whole goal of competition is you're comparing this team and this team and one emerges victoriously. It's not about worth and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that can happen is sometimes, you know, beauty of sports, some days it doesn't go your way. Even if you are, you know, on paper, the better team, uh, even if the score doesn't necessarily reflect the game, you know, it's a zero sum game. And so somebody wins but you can still learn a ton and you can still prove yourself. Right? I do believe that there can be losses or you don't necessarily have to come in first place and you can still prove yourself. It's not that you're proving yourself worthy. Right? It's just identifying your skill set, identifying how you feel about the, you know, the time and effort you've been putting in. If it's been you know, worth it, quote unquote, to you, if you're headed in the right direction, if you're happy with that, that outcome. Right? So, that was really, I was really grateful that she, that, you know, she messaged me and we got that conversation because this is huge. And this is something that I hope you do take from this episode is if something makes you feel bad about yourself, if something, you know, makes you question your worth, that thing is not for you at all. For me, I realized signing up for this, and it's weird signing up for a, a tournament as an adult, especially having played sports at a high level when like you sign up as a kid. You don't even sign up as a kid. Somebody signs you up, right? So actually I'm thinking about that movie, uh, what is it, King Richard? And uh, oh my God, side note, Will Smith. That's all, what, what happened, but just doing the most. Uh, but that, that movie, in the movie, the younger, the younger sister signs up for the tournament herself. If, maybe that's a spoiler alert for you, but either way, it happened. Um, and... I remember watching that and being like, what? How, how do you even like know how to do that? 
like, I'm an adult. I'm 37 years old, and it's like weird for me to sign up for a tournament. I'm like, that's it. You just like send your money in, and then. But having grown up and played level, played sports at a very high level, and you know, have done travel soccer since I was a kid, and your parents sign you up. I'm not really sure what the process was because the parent, the team gets signed up. I don't, I don't really even know like what exactly the whole process was. But it's weird as an adult being like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this like, organized sports. That's also still very, uh, it's low stakes. Like you're refing each other. There's no like cameras there besides my phone that I'm recording everything. And Elisa records as well. Like we're a match made in heaven. Uh, but it's this very low stakes. Like there are, there's people watching, but not really because they're all watching like the men's double A that are playing and, and the women's double A. So it, it's just an interesting it's an interesting experience overall, but just thinking about that, why would I sign up for more? And it's because it matters to me. And I hope whatever it is that you choose to do, you're doing it because it matters to you. So, you know, some more lessons and things that I took from the tournament that, not, that don't necessarily, that may not necessarily apply to you, but just I told you I'd give you a recap. Uh, but my partner, Elisa, is like 5'2", five, 5'3". That's not tall in general. That's not tall for volleyball. I'm only 5'6", but that I'm still much taller than her. And so suddenly I become the taller player. And that changes things a bit. One of the coolest parts to me about beach volleyball is that you need to be proficient in all the things. From what I know about indoor volleyball, it's positional based. And, you know, soccer is kind of like this as well. Basketball is like this as well, where you you have like definitive strengths, especially because basketball, you're like, you know, you're a center versus a point guard. Very different skill sets there. Volleyball, beach volleyball, I should say, you need to be able to do it all. At the higher levels, yes, it can change and you have someone that's more of a blocker and someone that's more of the defender. But to really, you know, do well, both parties need to be able to pass. They need to be able to set. They need to be able to play defense. They need to be able to hit. And what I was largely doing, and I, mind you, I've only been playing for two years, but I was looking to really double down on my strengths and kind of not even like really hide my weaknesses. And my, one of my biggest weaknesses is hitting, which real talk, you cannot win a tournament if you can't score points. So you don't need to be banging balls. And that's something I saw yesterday as well. It's like you can be a shooter and you're placing things, but you have to have that in your arsenal. And so in playing with, uh, with Elisa and being the bigger player, I was like, dude, I need to go and refine this. I cannot just have my partner be the only person that's proficient at this. And she's not six feet tall. So when I played last time with Maya, Maya's 5'11", she's almost six foot. There's a difference there. Like no one can stuff to block her. And I can lean more on that, whereas now the roles have potentially changed. And I was like, you know what? This gives me an opportunity to still double down on my strength, but to also lean into things that are weaknesses and improve them. For me, this tournament and looking to prove myself and prove where I'm at via competition really gave me a roadmap of what I got to work on to improve you know, if I stay playing with the same people, you don't really get that because you can lean on your strengths a lot and you know how the other people play and it's kind of for fun, it's low stakes, things like that. 
suddenly you're in competition with other people in a new environment and new things get exposed. And to me, that is exciting. If for you that sounds horrendous, then leave it. Don't do that. Right? For me, there is joy in both in seeking and attaining mastery. The caveat being when I know that it's possible. So, and I think, you know, there's something to be said. I'm sure if you read some book that about uh, flow state and things like that, part of it is that the thing you're going after has to be attainable. You have to believe in some way, shape, or form that, like, yes, I could actually do that, get to be that. Like, my goal is not like, I'm not trying to like go and become a professional. That's not attainable for me. But I believe in my heart of hearts, I can win a B tournament. I absolutely believe that. It will likely not happen this summer, but I do believe that by next summer, and you heard it here for, forced, you heard it here first, that's staying in, that I will win a B tournament. And now I have that roadmap. My Part of my goal with going into the tournament was to learn where the holes were, and I saw them. And I was like, cool, I have specific things to work on. And folks, one of the coolest parts, and I put this uh, as the one of the highlights that I shared, one of the two videos that I shared, I saw the potential, I saw the possibility, I saw that it is within reach. Uh, and what I'm talking about is actually hitting, jumping and hitting. I know it sounds like just jump and hit, but on the beach with the weather, the wind, shit changes, the sand gobbles you up. So there's just so many more factors there. And also just learning how to swing. It's, it's very, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's not, it doesn't feel natural to me, but I had a big swing. My follow through, my elbow was bent. I will straighten it out. But I had a big swing and the ball went down. Usually it goes like lofting in the air. The ball went down and it went down like before the 15 foot line. So that's closer to the net. It wasn't like, oh, I hit it. And it was like towards the back, which means I was able to get up. I was able to time it well. I was able to have reach full extension on contact. I was able to angle that ball downwards. I was able to hit. It happened. Now I firmly believe, I say it all the time, once is never, but once does show that it could be possible, that it is possible, that you may have to work your fucking ass off and have, you know, reps on reps on reps on reps on reps, but that it can be done. And that for me was huge. All right, so we're circling back to that chasing mastery. It's really, for me, only fun if I know that there's possibility at the end of it. So, you know, I think back to CrossFit and some parts of that weren't that fun because I was like, I know I can't lift that. That is just, my, my body's going to just turn into dust. It's poof, dust. So there was, when the gymnastics stuff happened, was part of things, that was cool because I knew and I believed that it was attainable for me. I was like, I could learn how to do muscle-ups. I could learn how to handstand walk. I could learn how to do handstand push-ups. And I did. I learned how to do all those things. When it came to being like, oh, you got to clean 155 pounds, I was like, but also I weigh 127. So mm, I know it's possible. I know it's possible, but I don't think it's possible for me. It's a goal that I don't really care about. doesn't make me feel good about myself emotionally or physically. So I pulled back. Right? Well, volleyball, very different. And I will be signing up for more once again because... You know, in doing this, recording this episode and talking to Laurel, I realized that proving myself, proving my skill set, 
to myself largely. It's not necessarily to other people. But proving that via competition matters to me. If shit doesn't matter to you, don't do it. If it does, then perhaps consider doubling down on on those things and, and doing them. All right, so I want to circle back to something I said earlier, and then I'll wrap this up. Uh, but changing the definition of winning. So I have spoken about this on a previous episode. Which one? I have no idea, but I have. Uh, but I was first kind of introduced to this and, and really le- was leaning into this when I was playing with the moms. Uh, uh, that sounds weird, but when I was playing volleyball with my, my volleyball moms, who also came to watch yesterday. They're the best. Uh, but one of the things that happens is when you play with the same people and you have the same definition of winning, if your goal is actually to improve or change something, you'll never change it because you're going with this definition of like the scoreboard as the, what the scoreboard says is the, the only definition of winning. So you'll typically do whatever you need to do to win, which typically means defaulting to bad habits. We know that when you go to change things, typically the outcome isn't necessarily going to be what you want it to be at first because it's new, it's foreign, it's, foreign, it's unfamiliar. So you will probably lose as it reflect as it you know the scoreboard reflects. But if you change the definition of winning, where you know today I'm playing and the definition of winning for me is that I'm going to stay behind every ball. I'm not going to let it get over my head. I'm not going to get underneath it. I'm going to stay behind it so I can actually hit it. If I make that the definition, and then I do that more times than I don't do that, I have won. And I'm going to guarantee that on the scoreboard, I will not have one because someone's going to go into the net. I'm probably going to miss some. It's just hitting is hard for me. But the importance of changing the definition when you are seeking improvement cannot be understated. So, you know, I was just talking to Lex and she was like, well, you were, you know, you were busy having the best day ever. And I was like, listen, real talk, it would have been the best day if we won. Like that doesn't change for me. I am a competitor through and through. I want to win objectively, you know, or traditionally, I should say, not objectively. I want to win traditionally via the scoreboard. But yesterday was a great day because I won in a different fashion. And I changed the definition of winning, not so that I could win, right? I'm going to kind of explain that. I didn't change the definition so everybody gets a trophy. I don't believe in that bullshit. I changed the definition because my goal was to feel, see where the holes were. My goal was to prove that I belonged there. And so by those metrics, by those measures, I did win. I didn't win <laughs> on the scoreboard against other people, but I know we belong there. I know 100% we belong there. And then I went and watched the game tape because I recorded all three matches, and we definitely belong there. The games were close, and, you know, it's... I know I'm talking a lot of volleyball today, so hopefully you folks listening to this enjoy volleyball, but it's a it's so different when you're in a tournament. It's different than playing with your friends, and this one was to 28, so usually the games end at 21, 21 points. Uh, there was only four teams in each pool, so they let you play to 28, which is a, it's a different game. It's longer. It's it's There's more game to come back, and, and that is a good thing, but it's definitely different. There's just so many different aspects of things, and... I want to be able to be proficient with those things. I want to have that adaptability to play very well when I'm playing with my friends, to play very well when I'm playing with the moms, 
and to play very well when I'm playing in a competition in a tournament like that. I do believe absolutely that we can win. I also know that it is a little bit different winning that versus winning with your friends. Like I, I said it earlier and I can't quite articulate just the difference in rhythm, the difference in you know, what uh, is needed in order to win, but there's a difference. And I believe that I can acquire all of those skills where I can win with my friends you know, via the scoreboard, I can win with the moms via the scoreboard, and I can also win via the tor- at the tournaments via the scoreboard. But the, the take home from that part is if your goal is improvement, it will likely behoove you to change your definition of winning. And that's not for that bullshit so that everybody gets a trophy and everybody's a winner. No. It's so that you're actually moving towards your goals and identifying your goals. Because if you have this thing as the goal, staying under the ball, but you also have this primary goal of winning on the scoreboard, they are oftentimes at odds. And so the goal that's actually going to move you forward so that ultimately you win on the scoreboard, you probably will not achieve. So just some food for thought. Uh, Yeah. So that is the recap. I'm looking at the board here. That is the recap of my first tournament of the season. We lost all the games. Uh, They were pretty close in score, though. It was like 28, 24, something like around that. Uh, The last game wasn't as close, but I definitely was like, I actually started getting foot cramps and I was like, well, uh, okay, we're not moving through, but uh, learned a ton. We'll absolutely be doing more. I'm so grateful for everyone that you know showed support in any kind of way. They came out, they watched, just all of you, you folks are awesome. It's my, my hope that as per always, you take from the things I say, you take things that serve you and you leave the rest. Big lesson from talking with Laurel, if, if shit is making you feel bad about yourself, is making you question your worth, it ain't the way, homie. It ain't the way for you. Don't do it. But if you have that self-awareness and you're like, I like this, this matters to me, then you go and do that shit. Last thing that I want to leave you with, actually, let me recap. Do a good job of recapping. I also finished just a few minutes ago by talking about the importance of changing your definition of winning if your goal is improvement, particularly when you're you know, seeking mastery with something. But just in general, if your goal is improvement, it may behoove you to change your definition of winning. Now, the last thing visually that I want to leave you with, and I shared this on the post that I uh, shared yesterday, don't get so busy building your best life that you forget to live it. The tie-in to volleyball here would be, you know, where you're just training, 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 training all the time, and you never actually go and play. You don't necessarily have to go and do a tournament, but going and playing and and playing with your friends. Now, if just, you know, I suppose if just training is what brings you joy, then just go do that. But if we're taking that analogy and and bringing it to life, because really the fun stuff is in the games, man, That's, that's where the good stuff is. Same thing goes for life. Don't get so busy building it where you're working and you're learning and you're reading and you're creating and you're preparing. And you're so busy doing that that you never actually live it. Go and live your life. 
All right, that is officially all I got for you. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you and the fact that you take the time and you listen. I would love it if you enjoyed this episode. You're picking up what I was putting down. You leave a rating, you leave a review, you share it. Pick your poison, one of those. Or if you're feeling generous, go ahead and do all three. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, maestro 